just three black kings Giving our thoughts to society From politics, sports, music, and whatever subject fits the need We ain't trying to make a grand, we ain't trying to make a band We just want to know who's bands I'm so happy to be here, blessings on blessings on blessings Taylor made life Yeah, fellow Kanye Yeah, fellow Rocco Shock Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Made. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? We're back with another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. However, you got to find out who's here with us. Stage! Damn. Billboard! Uh, give me a beat! <laughs> 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 I say y'all, y'all had no type of beat. Nope. Uh, we didn't know you were going. You ain't give us no warning. <laughs> <laughs> no preparation. Good. Let's dance. Get it all out. You were right. He never warned you. Nope. What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> y'all know my name. Come on. Okay. We'll talk you about done? it. We'll, we'll you got all out. I'll be All there. Right. <laughs> but All right, she so, said, give me a beat. Time. Also in the building with us tonight, we got the amazing, the one and only, Miss Tori's in the building. Hey, what? <laughs> hey everyone. What glad to be so here. <laughs> Yo, thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you back. Of course. I feel like our, our data tells us that you're like our most popular guest ever. <laughs> I could be making it up, but I feel like you're buttering me up right now because we're talking about Beyonce. But you know, we're gonna. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting out <laughs> real nice, this. Brian. <laughs> you know how to I start. just want her to be in formation. Get it? We're not even two minutes in. <laughs> okay, as we get in, guys, we'll see how much like of a Beyonce hater much. Brian is. We'll All right. So before we get into the controversy for tonight, let's go ahead and, you know, talk about ourselves, relax for a little bit. What y'all been up to lately, Kyra? How you been? Uh, it was a good weekend, chill weekend. Uh, I had to work, but other than that, it was kind of a, sh- as far as weather, it's been raining the past couple of days here in Richmond, so I didn't really feel too bad staying inside and working, but other than that, it's been Gucci. Finally recovered from. Actually, I lied because I remember sending you guys a text message about my liver. I was gonna say like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad. It was. That's how bad it was. I forgot. It was the whole truth. <laughs> like, I forgot about that part. But you know those moments where you're just like your friends ask you to come out and they're like, you know, come out, let's go bowling or something. It's gonna be a chill night. And then, no. Yeah. Never trust. Nope. Um, so my liver, I woke up and it was telling me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up right away. It was just like, I was like, oh man, not again. <laughs> but I survived. I made it. Um, so yeah, how were y'all weekends? Brian? Well, I, oh, oh Brian, go ahead. Oh no, let's, let's hear from the. The household. Sorry, I forgot the order already. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we here now. Go ahead and tell us how you how you been. My bad. Well, I didn't have much of an update, but I didn't really do much because I was kind of out for the count this weekend because I was sick. So I'm still trying to get better from it. But 
Ron took good care of me, so. Oh. Yeah, you know I do what I do. Okay, relax. <laughs> okay. He good for something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one dope thing we did get a chance to do while we were kind of bedridden was uh, we checked out this thing on Netflix it's like a little docuseries called Evil Genius oh I was definitely suggest so checking like, that out it was so good I started it but like I had I couldn't finish the whole the first episode so I'm still like halfway through it but it was really good so far I can't yeah, check it's, out it's definitely pretty intriguing for, for anyone who hasn't heard of it it's basically just telling a story about a crime that happened uh, a little over a decade ago, about a guy who robbed a bank with a bomb attached to his chest and around his neck, and just going over the whole conspiracy about was he involved, who put him up to it, you know, what was the whole goal, and really gets into some really interesting things. Definitely check it out on Netflix. It's like four episodes, maybe two, three hours total, easy to binge. Hey, speaking of Netflix, um, I'm sure you, please tell me you guys have watched and finished uh, <coughs> Dear White People. Not yet. We're halfway through. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, but Jack can find all the evil geniuses, but yeah, I can't watch Dear White People <laughs> with Black Cats in it. Ooh. Get on. So this weekend... Brian, <laughs> <laughs> one tour one. I feel like one don't equal the other, alright? <laughs> No, but for real, it's hard watching Atlanta if you missed a few episodes. And I don't know what the the science is with on demand, but they got like every other episode on demand, and not all of them. So I'm I'm waiting for it. I find it disrespectful, to be fair. I did watch the Teddy Perkins one. You know, um, you know, we can talk about it. I'll talk to Donald about it. I just want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> weekend like for real on friday um my girlfriend surprised me with uh, well she planned a night of festivities for me for my birthday which uh officially ends i think sometime next week (laughs) it's the longest day of my life (laughs) we're still we're still trying to figure out like when it ends but i'll i'll update you guys when i know um but she uh uh, took me. We went and looked at some dogs, which was really cool. We went to like a, uh, I don't know what the proper name is for it, but basically like a a shelter where they will re- rehabilitate dogs and um, make sure that they are cared for. If they've been neglected, they'll um, bring them back to health, with the hopes of hopefully adopting or giving the dogs to a, a great family. Um, and if they are not able to give the dogs to a great family, we saw a few dogs like that. They're like, hey, we're never getting rid of these dogs. They're all, they always have a home here. Which I was like, damn, uh, you know, make me cry if you want to. <laughs> so I'm going to start uh, so volunteering sweet. there and walking dogs. Oh, You know, awesome. yeah. But the little dogs. That's what I told the lady. I was like, look, <laughs> I'll volunteer, but Butch over there? I don't want nothing to do with him, okay? <laughs> Keep me and him separated, okay? He bigger than me. <laughs> but then I got surprised at dinner with some of my favorite people. Like, some, I said some, Conrad, because I'm not going to say your name, but I love you. Um, <laughs> Ronald was there, and a former guest, Amber, was there. And some of my girlfriends, other friends, our other friends, uh, Liz and Brian, they all surprised me during dinner. 
And then after, here, here's my issue, okay? Here's my problem with the night. We went to, everyone knows I like karaoke, all right? I love it because, hey, you get the, you get the shine. Here's what I've learned. You got to be careful and you got to specify what type of karaoke you want to do, okay? <laughs> because when you get around black people in karaoke, they swear, like... <laughs> All the music executives are in the room, okay? Everybody came out. Everybody had their performance plan. You could tell they've been thinking about their song choice. I heard falsetto. I heard all the stuff you're not supposed to hear at karaoke, all right? Karaoke, here's the definition, okay? The definition of karaoke is to go get messed up and sing songs you don't know all the words to, but you get hyped to off-key with your friends. Look it up. It's in Webster. They told me earlier. Okay? None of that happened. None of that happened. And then people had to... My girlfriend had the nerve to look at me and say, so you really not going... You really not... (laughs) 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 Looking at me. So so you really not going to get up there? I was like, do you hear uh, Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston up there? (laughs) Like... I don't I want to follow that. I saw the videos on Snapchat. Like there, I saw one girl was up there. She was really good. So basically, y'all were drunk. It wasn't gonna be me. Y'all weren't drunk enough. One, look, I drank. I smoked hookah. I prayed. <laughs> still wouldn't get up there. Okay. I said next time, give me a give me a private room. Okay, and make sure no talent is in there. Okay, because nobody has time for this. But it was fun. It was fun. Well, then Saturday, what happened Saturday? Oh, that, oh, but the gift I got, my girlfriend got me this huge Michael Jackson, I'm going to just call it a portrait, and he's looking at me right now, and I, I'm looking at him, and I love him. I love you, Mike. All right, I'll be back. Um, <laughs> and then Saturday, I went and supported my girl and friends at their flag football game, which was hype. Um it made me so thankful that I never agreed to play flag football Real. with them. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 I like to play, I like to have fun, and sports can be fun, but when you get around guys who always had a dream or thought that they one day could play in the NFL, and now they're pulling flags for a living, like, that's not fun. Because <laughs> they think they coach. Everybody thought they were a coach. We had people thinking they had replay or something. I don't know. But uh, I, I'm so glad I didn't do it. And then Saturday night, got to watch the game. And then Sunday. <coughs> oh, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Went to church. Praise the Lord for all his blessings. And then around 7.30, actually around 9.30, <laughs> Woo, the lights went out. Bruno Mars was saying something. But then I saw, whoo, I saw, I saw, I saw a vision, okay? I saw an icon, all right? <laughs> I saw a legend, Woo! We'll talk about that later, too. Uh, but Janet Jackson, that's all I'm going to say. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I don't have to say no more. If you ain't see it... If you weren't there to, if you weren't blessed by it, if you weren't there for it, that's your problem. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure that out with yourself. But, whew, I feel good. 
So what was she there for again? Like, what did she even, like, what did she do? <laughs> she was doing something that none of your faves, you know, they only hope they can get there someday. You know what I'm saying? Okay. A Congra- 40-year you know career. Congratulations to Janet Jackson. A 40-plus year career. But it's unnamed and award. she's still out here. Still out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to go hard. I'm not going to chill because we got a lot to get, get into later. I'm, I feel like I ain't going to have to be the one to get at you, so <laughs> I'm just going to wait. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get down to business for tonight. We got like a whole little group of, uh, I'm going to call them uh, semi-adults, little teenagers if you need to call out who they think they're adults with the way they're acting out here. Y'all seen this crazy stuff going on on social media with the latest season of prom proposals? Dog. What what happened to just it, what happened to just going to prom? Like, <laughs> like wait, so question: Was prom proposals a thing when you guys were in school? No, I know we're a different generation. Nah. I mean, well, the only thing that I would see was like someone may hold up a sign that says "prom question mark" and that's it, and like that was every girl's dream at that point, and it was oh. so simple. Like you would. What are these days? You need a jetpack. <laughs> you need a helicopter, <laughs> a sky rider. Yeah. People are, have a people are getting on one knee. <laughs> one knee to ask someone to go to. Okay, so this is my thing. For I, one night. I feel like when I night. was going out, was I high, when I was in high school, the thing was if you were like a freshman or a sophomore and you were a prom, that was a thing. Like, primarily yeah. all the girls were like, if I go to prom my freshman and sophomore year, basically I'm the shit. Or if you want wait, really? Fake. Yeah, because yep. like junior and se- it prom was supposed to be for juniors and seniors. Yeah. So like, if you were a freshman or a sophomore prom, you were something at that time. Yeah, like you were kind of like in the like you were cool or yeah. whatever. So like now it seems like prom don't exist no more. It's just like I feel like they just do the thing and they don't go to prom because <laughs> like like it's just like proposal. <laughs> they do the proposal, it's hype, and then they do the. They have what is it now? Dancers and people to enter entrances, like, entrances, like, grand, like grand entrances, red carpet, coming out of caskets, like what? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Can we not? But, like, I wish I would pull up and see a hearse. Like, wait a minute! <laughs> I thought Shay Shay was going to prom. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Uh, like these uh, kids will show them like Rolls Royces, Mercedes, BMWs. Now that did to... happen when I went to prom. I saw that a lot. Shoot, I was not me, but Let's... but I don't think I saw the level of like outfits as much as I've seen this year. Uh... Like I'm never one to to slut shame anyone or body shame anyone, especially a woman. But come on, y'all. You are 16, 17 years old. There's plenty of time to wear stuff like that when you're older. Like, I can't even... I, I can't imagine if I had a daughter one day and she asked me if she could have a dress like that. Because then what's she going to get for your wedding dress is my question. <laughs> what are you going to get for it? Exactly. <laughs> like, all these custom dresses. Like, my God. <laughs> hey, Tori, it's the dude. Can't we, too, just go to, can't we just go to Saks to get something? <laughs> The dude. It's the guys too, yes. though. Like with these one, I know my cousin went to prom in two thousand dollar pair of two thousand dollar pair of shoes. Stop. And I was like, "Well, boy, is you floated? <laughs> because I walked in just like you. Are you serious? I don't even look at my shoes. Oh my god. Look, man, my. But that's the thing. Like the dudes pay, are known for their shoes, and the girls. I will pay over seventy dollars for shoes. Like that's ridiculous. Man. 
I was rocking a Fubu Tux my junior year, all white. So wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, out wait. There. Hey, was it real? Wait. Yep. wait a minute. Cousin Aaron is right wait here. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, Conrad, circle back. <laughs> I didn't even know Fubu made tuxedos. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> How did you point. get there? Exactly. Pull up in the Fubu Tux. Wow. I'll, I'll, post, I'll post the picture. Oh, please do. Actually, it's already posted. Yes, cause remember Kaylee retweeted that and y'all were clowning me? Oh, that's oh, a white boy. that was a FUBU original? Yep, that's the FUBU original. Oh. It had like 05 in the back of the jacket. Right. It did. <laughs> <laughs> all I needed was a, all I needed was a, some, what is it, some Cartier's or whatever? <laughs> yep. You'd have been swagging. Yeah. Nah. Man. What, do you guys remember, like, uh, how you were asked to prom or how you did ask someone for to prom or what was your story? Who wants to go first on that? So, <laughs> when I was in high school, I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Oh. Mm. So, I <laughs> mm. so, I didn't know any guys. I didn't get my first, like, to put this in perspective, I did not get my first guy friend until freshman year of college. So oh, I thought you were gonna say Ron because that's your only guy friend ever. And it was like, <laughs> okay. okay, number one. Number one. Because that's a forty. Like, are you that? are you in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> just so we're very clear. Anyway, so I didn't have a date, so I was just kind of expecting to go by myself, which is fine because a lot of my other friends were going. So my dad pretty much just got like his golf buddy's son to go with me. I didn't even know him, but he went with me, and it was it was really a fun time. Like we, but we didn't like talk or hang out after that. But it was still a really fun night. I thought you said you were gonna say like we didn't talk or hang out at the prom. Right? <laughs> wow. We went, we, we separated, and we had one, and then we came back at the end of the night. No, no. <laughs> Who was his name? Uh, I don't want to say his name. All right, we'll give him a name. Was he white or black? He was black. Or other? Okay. Yeah, he, he had a very black name. Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> Just Rashid. instantly, like you had that ready to go. It's cock loaded. No. Honestly, you could have said white or black. I was thinking Rashid. <laughs> oh God. Is it cool? Anyone else? No. <laughs> no, I won't come out there like that. <laughs> I remember like. Senior year, I was like, okay, I gotta have a date. I ain't had no type of girlfriend. And I kept, like, thinking, like, okay, well, how does this work? Like, <laughs> do I wait to get a girlfriend? I'm thinking, I'm talking about, like, throughout the whole year. I'm like, I know this <laughs> this is coming up. And I'm like, I know I got, like, people I could just ask to go. Like, family, friends, or stuff like that. But I was like, no, I gotta, I gotta find somebody. <laughs> And then I met this girl who was, like, in my, uh, she was in, like, our choir for a little while. Because, you know, your boy, your boy back then had some vocals. <laughs> Woo-woo. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't do too well in choir. She was really quiet. And we were kind of friends. And not really, though. But I was like, man, you know, maybe I should just ask her to go to prom. So I'll never forget, I was walking out of choir one day. I followed, well, that sounds so bad, but I followed her to her next class. 
And I just walked in and said, hey, um, you want to go to prom? And she was like, yeah. And honestly, my sisters took over after that. (laughs) I didn't have one more opinion to share. I couldn't, like, have a thought. (laughs) They told me what I was going to wear, what she was going to wear. And it kind of just went like that for two months until prom came. But when I tell you, I mean, my suit, if I look at it today, it was too big. Uh, But (laughs) I was sharp. I was sharp. Was it 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 the all-white one you posted once? Boy, that boy was in all white. Okay. (laughs) Your boy was clean. I was clean. They're out there. They they are out there. Um, And, man, I've never... See, like, she was so beautiful, too. Uh, back then, back, th- I mean, her then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a beautiful girlfriend now who's never, I've never seen anything more beautiful than my girlfriend today. But her back <laughs> then, she was all right. She was all right. Um, but yeah, it was. It ended up being, like, really cool. Um, I was like, man, this is, this is, like, the high school experience. I can't, I can't uh, believe, like, this is how, what everyone has to go through. This is what everyone does. So, that was me. How about you guys? Uh, first prom with K Hill was pretty chill because we're uh, good friends. So we were just like, "Yo, we trying to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, all right, bet." And we went, and then senior year with my girlfriend at the time, I tried to be all oh stunt, stunt, stunt. Yeah, I had to stunt a little bit. It was a small stunt, like <laughs> the first time. Quick little bloop. <laughs> the first time I went to prom. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> all right. Uh, but the second time, I tried to get all romantic and shit, and I thought I was going to burn my oh. house down. Because um, I asked, like, That's romantic? Huh? What? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, wait a Hey. Relax. I feel like we missed the part. <laughs> no, but I just asked, I asked, <laughs> I basically just asked prom and candles with a question mark. Well, my mom, oh, but my okay. mom was just like, first of all, what the hell were y'all thinking, y'all nasties? Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? No, you said burn the house down. Right? Oh, you gonna burn the house down and prove your love? That's what caught me off guard. <laughs> no, but that was it. I didn't really do much, but it was chill. <laughs> all right, I know y'all gonna be like typical Ron for me, but I was not into the school of dances really at all. Oh my god! So I didn't even go to my prom. No way. Yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Ron, do you regret it at all? No, nah, not even a little bit. No. <laughs> Look, I mean, t- in my defense, I did try. Out, I gave it a chance. I went to homecoming that year to say, okay, if this is dope, then I'll go ahead and go to prom. But I went to homecoming and didn't really have fun. I ended up leaving that early, so I was like, I'm good. And you're absolutely right, because homecoming is more fun than prom. Like, I only went to one homecoming um, my senior year, and it was fun. Like, everyone was dancing and having a good time laughing. Prom, once you get there, you're only, <laughs> you only got like an hour left because, you know, black families take <laughs> up all the pictures. <laughs> they don't know what they're going to do with those pictures, but they take <laughs> three, four hours of pictures. And you get to prom, and then all everybody want to do there is take pictures. Yep. So, you might get a meatball, and that's about it. Like, it's time to go after that. 
So it's interesting because I thought prom was way better than homecoming in my experience because maybe it's because we went to all girls school, but they at homecoming they were always on you about like how you dance and the chaperones were just sticklers for that event. Prom, they didn't bother bother anyone at all. So we kind of just did what we wanted, and so it was a blast. It was like, y'all about to leave anyway, whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> just don't I have think. no babies on this dance floor. <laughs> Usually I don't do well. this, but... Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just a little nervous. I'm just a little nervous because my sister is on the prom oh. soon. So that's why I'm just like, man, well, I hope she ain't trying to come yeah. out with no extra stuff. Oh, is she a senior already? Uh, well... Let me see that. She's going to be a junior, but I'm ex- I'm sure she's going to okay. be going. She can't miss out on that. Yeah. Don't hear it and give her, give her that pep talk right after we end. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's what you're not going to do, mom, okay? My mom will be all over that, so I'm not worried about that talk. It's really my dad who'd be like, all right, you want a Rolls Royce? I got you. But it is you think it is. he'd do that? I mean, I don't think he'll get that expensive car, but he'll find something that you really want to daddy's girl. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's move on. Alright, then let's go ahead and hit the next topic for tonight. So Kendrick been in the headlines lately because he brought a fan on stage and I mean she she rapped the song. <laughs> <laughs> she knows her lyrics. And everybody reacted. So the conversation that's been going on lately has been one, why was she on stage in the first place? Was she wrong to assume? Which one? I'm actually mad that I've seen people with questions. Like, was she wrong to assume that she could say the N-word while she was up there? And then so also, who was more at fault for the whole situation in total? So it's like, what do y'all think about the whole thing? Well, I feel like just, so for people who haven't heard about it or haven't seen the video. So the girl we're talking about, she's white. Um, we'll call her Becky. <laughs> and the worst part is she said her name. Actually, I still don't know brought, it. I think he brought a few fans on stage to <laughs> sing this part of Mad City, which is from his first album. Um, and I was listening to the Breakfast Club today, and Charlemagne said about eight times that Mad City has the N word in the song twenty one times yep. total. Yep. And that's what he's bringing people on stage to kind of sing with them as part of his concert tour. So, what do you guys think? Wait, so what was Charlemagne's point in saying that? Well, Charlemagne was saying, his point was that we need to be more mindful of the lyrics that we're putting in songs if we're going to have... Yeah. Actually, I agree with that. I got 20% of his point. I got like twenty percent of it, and I know the other eighty percent is like, "Dog, you know, I don't have to be careful about my art." But at the same time, a lot of people were calling into the show saying, "Like, well, if you know this is the song you're gonna have them perform, why not? Why would you choose a white person? Like, are you just setting them up for some type of failure?" Which I disagree with. I at first when uh, I first watched I'm it. Co- oh, go ahead, Tor. No, you go ahead, Conrad. I was going to say, at first, when I <laughs> saw the trend, um, before I actually saw the video, I was like, damn, they're about to, you know, tor- like, just trash this girl and everything. Because I was thinking, like, man, maybe this girl was just so hyped to be on stage, and she was, like, 
in the moment, like she's in front of her favorite rapper. I don't know if this is her favorite rapper, but I'm just assuming she was so hyped that she just caught caught up in the moment and just kept singing and didn't realize. But when I watched the video, I went from trying to like empathize with her and then went to the opposite side when she got stopped and she was like, oh, you don't think I'm cool enough for you, bro? Cause that's what, oh, that was so <coughs> and that's when I was just like, oh, so you knew you were saying it, and you were thinking that was gonna make Kendrick think you're cool, or you know. I actually took the opposite from that though. It's, to me, it sounded like she was so caught up in the moment that she didn't even realize that she was saying it. And she wasn't supposed to. Like she was like, she thought the problem was that she just wasn't cool. It wasn't today that she like took a second to stop back and say like, oh wait, I said it. To to Charlemagne's point. I I'm, I don't know. I'm just sick of some of us just giving white people excuses to to screw up like that. I'm honestly sick of it. They know better and they still continue to say it. So even though like if she was caught up in the moment and she didn't realize it, the fact that it was able to slip off her tongue so naturally lets me that she continues to use it in her everyday conversation and she knows that she's not supposed to. And the fact that she's like, oh, I'm just singing what you wrote. No. It's 2018 at this point. I yes. don't believe that you're that, you know, oblivious to what's going on in the world and how word, how words basically affect affect things. Like that like I just don't understand. Like we can disagree, we can we can agree to disagree on whether or not we should take away the the n-word. But white people, you cannot use that word regardless. I don't care what you have to say about it, you cannot use that word. I don't understand what's so difficult about it. I don't know why they want to say it so bad. That's my thing. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I look, I, I've said it on this podcast. We've talked about it before. I don't like the word. I wish people would stop using the word. Um, and I did, I did understand what Charlemagne was trying to say. Like, hey, if you're gonna that, hey, basically, there's no way to make this word positive, which is what some people say. Like, oh, we. We've taken back the word. It's our word. It means something positive now to our people. And to his point, if that's true, then you're basically saying that it's a positive word for others to use. I just wish people would stop using the word, period. But what I will say, and where she messed up, is that I don't care if it's your favorite artist. I don't care if you've listened to the song every single day. I don't care if... if You've downloaded it and paid your money, and now you're at this concert, you're on the stage looking at Kendrick, and you're so happy. There have been many times that we are in different situations that we learn how to censor ourselves. When I'm around my mama, and I'm singing a song, or I'm rapping to a song, or whatever it may be, I know exactly when to, like, That's bleep what myself. That's exactly right? what someone else said. Yeah, like... We all know that. When I'm in, like, if I'm at a work function and there's a DJ there, and yeah, they're going to play, they may play rap or they may play any type of music. And it doesn't even have to be the N-word. It could be any curse word. I know when to censor myself. So I agree with you, Tori. Like, I'm done, like, giving people excuses. And no, I don't think uh, Becky is racist. I think she's just a little stupid, you know, maybe a lot of stupid. I don't know a lot about her, but she's definitely a little <laughs> stupid to do that in front of a <laughs> entire crowd of people. Um, but I just wish like, like she knows better. 
everyone knows better, okay? We all are faced with cer- certain uh, circumstances or situations where we have to censor ourselves, and you gotta, you have to do it or suffer the consequences. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. is Kendrick take any fault to it? I think his people do. I don't do I because we didn't they didn't really the video didn't really show like what happened and how they got up there. But normally when that happens, when celebrities or when artists bring people on stage, don't they have like their people like take charge of that? Take them out. Yeah. yeah. They do, but I feel like at the end of the day, the artist has the veto power. So yeah. if he True. didn't want her up there, she wouldn't have been up there. So I still put the blame on Kendrick himself. But don't and they I have don't... like a certain like timing when it when it comes to that? Like. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the artist and it's their show. So if they wanted to say that. I'm going to interrupt the whole time and what we're supposed to be doing here because I don't want it to happen this way. Then he could do that. He could have made that choice to say, no, she shouldn't be the one up here singing this. But yeah, he didn't I'm do not, that. And, I'm, and I'm not that's trying how he got to this situation. I'm not trying to go on a tangent and I'm not trying to be funny, but there is a very, very popular video of Janet Jackson and another concert tour that was very, very popular on the internet, or really not on the internet, but at the time it came out, that a fan... Someone picked out a fan for to come up on stage with her, and this was live on HBO, okay? Mm-hmm. And she turned down that fan for whatever reason. Everybody has their theories, but she made them put him back in the audience, and she picked out another person. So I agree. Like Kendrick could have, could have, uh, could have, um, like put her back in the audience, but. Even his past concert tours, and I think this is where Kendrick gets a little bit of the fault. This is part of his tour, or part of his concert, that he has a portion where he allows fans to... I think his past tour, he allowed fans to come up and kind of rap their own freestyle. Yeah, I've seen that. And then he allows the audience to vote on if they like them or not. So, he kind of uses this to kind of... I would say poke fun at the person, depending on how talented they are at whatever they're doing. So that's where I kind of blame Kendrick. Like, could you have done something different here? I also blame him for the song choice. Because to Charlamagne's point, why are you choosing a song that's going to have such controversial lyrics? That's where I am, too. Because I'm just like, you know, especially, at least for me, from all, like, the concerts or clips that you see of Kendrick concerts and all, like, the rave you see in the front row and when they drop that beat and everyone's hype to me i see a, a large majority of white people at his concerts at least for mm-hmm. me i see i mean from what i'm seeing on tv and I'm, i might be wrong or anything but for me i just see a lot of his concerts <clears throat> and a lot of music festivals you see uh, white people there and so he has a huge white following and they're going to sing his song and you hear it when he's they're not on stage when he puts the mic out and you can hear it all saying it whoever's there is going to say it so then when this chick is on stage she's like well i've been saying it all your if she's going to her concerts of all the songs but i'm i've been singing it so now i'm on stage should i keep that energy or should i you know not say it and for me this i don't know how old she is but i don't i would have thought i wouldn't i can't see her censoring that as much as i'd want her to i just didn't see her censoring like i wasn't surprised when she was singing like saying like oh my gosh you said it if anything at first i was surprised that like the crowd didn't go quiet right away <coughs> until like kendrick was like hold up hold up hold up and then everyone was like hyping like saying something see i struggle with putting the blame on him because <coughs> hip-hop has been around for decades and decades and the lyrics have always been controversial and my people have always known 
you cannot say, you know, those controversial words. You cannot say the N-word, no matter if it's the A or the E-R. So it's almost like, over and over, I go back to it over and over again, giving white folks or just non-black people these excuses to still say it just because, oh, this artist has controversial language. Every Almost every song that Kendrick has is controversial in some way. So at some point, we have to get to a point where I don't if you're if you are a cop in the moment, you still need to be self aware of where you are and what you're singing. Can I throw a plot twist in this? Go ahead. So what if it, Eminem was on that stage with Kendrick singing it and he said it? You think it would have been a controversy? Eminem wouldn't do that. Well uh, wait, say it again, Carmen. I said what if like what if what Eminem if, what if, like, was Kendrick, on stage what if, and he said it? Yeah, what if Kendrick was like brought brings Eminem out? during that part of the song, do you think Eminem bleeps it out or he says it? Because the reason I'm using Eminem is because he's like the white boy that's invited to all cookouts in the nation. Like, he's put on this... Yeah, he would definitely bleep it out. You think so? I think he knows. Yeah, I think so. Now, I don't think that blaming Kendrick means that we, that, that a white girl gets a pass. She was definitely right. in the wrong, but yeah. Kendrick was also in the wrong as well. Like They both share it. He has songs that are hyper and have less... Let's say the word less times. Like, why make 21 opportunities for her to mess up and say it? Why not choose a song that says it once or twice so it's easy to skip over? Why even make it such an abundant lyric when you're going to bring people on stage to do it? And correct me if I'm wrong, but in the clip, he mentions, like, the person who went before her. I think he says, like, Al Rashan or I forget the name that um, of the person. But he said, hey, they did this the right way the first time. And then he says, like, hey, you have to bleep out a certain part. So there was someone else who performed before her who who did censor themselves. Um, I haven't seen the video, and I, I apologize if I missed it, but that's kind of how I took it, that, hey, there was someone who went up there before her or who performed before her and sang the same song but did not say that word. Um and it's, I, 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 someone mentioned earlier, like, go ahead, Tori. Well, I was going to say, so technically he warned her then. Like, he gave, like, he, he, he wasn't, like, setting her up for failure. No, he didn't. Since he told her. He didn't tell her until after she said it. After oh, she was done. After. Like, he was, like, telling, gotcha. she was telling her after the, the fact that it happened. Like, he was trying to figure out, like, yo, someone else came on stage, did this performance. Right. They were, they bleeped up that certain word. And then she was just like, oh, my God, I said it. And then he was like, yeah, basically. For me, I was just like, all right. So if that person was able to do it, then... Why not her? <laughs> Look, no one's saying that she wasn't that wrong for doing it. Like, she definitely right. was, should not have done it. She should have known better. But at the same time, Kendrick should have also been cognizant of the fact that you get putting people in the opportunity to mess up 21 times. Why make it that hard? These people are coming up to your show drunk and or high and excited. And they're going to cut up in the moment. Like, it's destined to happen eventually yeah yeah right i think that's important to say like no one's saying that only <coughs> one person is gonna take home the blame becky's gonna take a majority of it but kendrick gotta look at the fact that hey why am i having these people come on stage and sing this song like what is the purpose what is the meaning is there a better song at this point he has a bigger catalog like is there a bigger song that they can sing or a different song they could sing uh, what am I trying to get out of this? Um, and to, someone said earlier, like being at concerts and you, especially hip hop concerts. I'll never forget 
uh, Ron and Evan, who was a former guest on the show, we all went to a Drake concert in Chicago. We were late for it. Well, we weren't late, but that's a different story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you were but, trying to pull uh, on that one. Huh? I mean, she knows who she is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust everyone, all right, <laughs> with your tickets. Um, but you listen to, I mean, we were surrounded by white people. And I think, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm far off. Most hip-hop concerts, especially when they reach, like, <coughs> arena status, majority of the audience is white. Majority is white, yeah. okay? And it's so weird. But being at that concert with Drake, I would say it was, like, 60% white, 40% black, or other, I would say. Um... But all you heard were white people around us saying the N-word. And it is the most uncomfortable feeling. And I sat there, because I, 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 the, I was the designated driver. But <laughs> so I had a lot of time to think. I was like, man, like, why do they feel so comfortable being around me saying that? And what could I do to make them feel uncomfortable? Because I'm in the minority here. Like, I guess always. But it happens so often. Like, have you guys ever been to concerts and kind of felt uncomfortable? A little bit, or yeah. felt some type of way? Felt some type of way, for sure. I don't, yeah, I felt some type of way. Like, actually not even really being in a concert, just being in a vicinity that um, maybe I've met, like, some new people. And, like, it's with, with, like, my black friends or introduced to black friends. And they have white friends that are really close. And they're, they just use the word with them back and forth. Even if it's not used towards me, and it's like the white dude is saying that to the black dude, and they're comfortable saying that to each other, like there's still a unease of it, like like him using it, even if he has a permission from his friend to use it. Um, but I think for me, the question I guess I would ask is, at since I think I think from what you explained about what like Charlemagne was saying and how he said that it's, this word was taken out and then used to as an endearment for black people and it's used to it's used as a positivity now. Um, so do you think that when we get so riled up when white people still use it, isn't it still taking away the positivity for it? Does that make sense? Mm, like when we like when like we when we get so like upset and offended, when we're angry. Yeah, and it's a word that I get. I get like, of course I understand why it's negative when a white person uses it. But if we're using this word and changing it to be a positive word for us, when they're if we're getting so upset for them using this word, in, for instance, in a song when it's in a lyric, don't you think it's taken away? Do you think it's taken away that positivity and? enlightenment for us like we're showing to them that you guys are still offending us when we're trying to use this word to uplift us i guess or use it in a positive way in our community doesn't that cancel it then because if it's if it's like a word that's if that's if it's a word that's supposed to be positive and we're trying to make it a positive word and show that that's not going to offend us anymore and then we see someone in the song a person up on the stage singing a lyric and uses the word just in the lyric not towards us but just says the word in the lyric doesn't that take away from the fact that we're trying to prove that that word doesn't make offend us anymore? And Conrad, that right there has always been my problem. 
Like, that has been my problem, that we try to justify the fact that, hey, we own it, or we we can take this and turn it into a positive term, and, oh, it's ours now. Well, no, because when it when it doesn't come from our mouths, we are still offended. It's still hurtful. So how can I be hurt when this person says it, but I'm supposed to feel positive when you say it? Like, well, to me, it hurts either way. And I, I understand, like, hey, you have to look at the fact that it's coming from people who look like you, and that's supposed to mean something. But, no, the word hurts both ways. Like, it hurts whenever I hear it. It doesn't matter if it's from my best friend or if it's from my worst enemy. I still don't like I don't like the feeling I get when I hear that word, especially when it's towards me. I can definitely understand where you're coming from when you say you don't like hearing it at all. But I do think it's fair for someone to say they like hearing it from people who look like them and not from others. Because why, are we, why wouldn't we be allowed to have that connection amongst our own people? Like, you make fun of your friends and your family members, but you wouldn't let an outsider do that. And it's basically our way of doing the same thing. Like, all black people are in on this. We're all family. We can do this. But if you're not in the family, you can't. And no matter, and to, to that point, no matter, you know, you know what situation a white person is using the word in, either it's from, uh, it, it's stemming from hate, or it's stemming from they have no idea what the word really means. Like, the, and the, yeah. they never will because they're not in that community of people who can use it and who did change the meaning. So, I mean, you're right that it does get a little. There, there's definitely some gray areas. Um, and it can get a little bit hypocritical sometimes, but no matter what, even if it's a white person, just anyone that's non-black will never truly understand, one, what it means to be called that when it was with, when it is with the ER, but two, what it means when we change the meaning to, to mean camaraderie, like you're like me. That's what it really is. Like you're like me. You are my, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, I just, I just feel that's... like there are so many words out there. There are so many words out there that we can use to say the same thing. Why does it have to be that one? And I know I've said that before, um, and I'll be quiet because that's not what we're talking about. So, <laughs> no, I, just, I mean, it just makes – to me, that's what well, my question has always been since I moved to the States and finally understood, like, the, the reasons behind it. I mean, because I never really got, like, okay – if my friends can use it, these guys and my friends that are black are using it, and then when a white dude uses it in the same manner as the my friend who was black was like using it, I'm supposed to be mad at him for using it. But if he's in the same group of friends with us, and my other fr- other friends that look like me are using it, and he's using it now to show the same endearment or try to be as maybe he's just trying to be show the same affectuation uh, that my friends are doing or something. I'm supposed to be mad at him for using it. So I never understood it because as I got older and started to learn the history and everything behind it, it just didn't make sense to me. It's like, if we're using this word, I get it that we're using it as like, but it's just, like you said, it's, it's the year 2018 and it's still a gray line right there. It shouldn't be, but there, it obviously is. And that's why I'm just like, at what point do you think we'll be like, do you think I, they'll ever... Well, I guess they wouldn't because it's been here for so long. But do you think there'll be a point where if we heard a white person say the N-word in the streets not directed to us that it won't offend us? I guess kind of like... Not to go off tangent not reaching us, but I feel like that's what Kanye was trying to do with this whole magma hat thing. 
to change it, to, to kind of change it around. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's what... That's basically what he was doing, yeah. He's, that's trying what to do. he was trying to do. But I'm just saying, like, is that the same thing with the N-word? Will it eventually be, like, where it's like, we, we are so... Don't care so much for you guys to say it because we know what it means to us that white folks will just not use it anymore because they're not trying to be... They, they'll... I guess I'm just trying to see, will that word be so boring for white people to use once we stop being so offended with it when it's not used towards us? So, so I wanted to go back to Brian's point, but first I'll kind of say, like, I just don't understand, like, why we have to give access, people access to everything that we do. Like, why can't we just have one word that is for us? Like, you hear sometimes folks in the gay community, the F word is their version of the n-word they call each other that all the time and we know that's something that we can say to them because that's derogatory it's coming from a derogatory place so it's so so and and brian to your point i guess when i'm confused i'm, I'm still confused on why like after what what we were saying earlier about how it's something that you know we can only use within our community and white and like we said white folks don't don't really understand what it means to change what the change meaning actually is saying what it actually signifies so i'm not really i i don't I, i've always had a hard time understanding what people with your you know same thought process why they have an issue with it because i used to have an issue with myself but i didn't understand the meaning of it when it was changed to the a that that was my that was my own ignorance about it and then I realized, hmm, it makes sense. So could you elaborate on that more? So if it's, it's so if we do change it to the A, and Becky is using the A on stage, then doesn't that equal us being all right with it? No, because she's no. not in our community. Because and she doesn't, she doesn't understand what it means. She's just saying it because it's fat. It's something that black people say. Because I guarantee okay, then, white people only say it because it sounds cool, and they they just want it, they just have this fascination with saying it. And I hate taking up for, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I love all people, but now I have to take up for some of our um, uh, lighter brothers and sisters, because I want to go say the other thing. But, um, so what if Becky's background, though, is, what if her background is hip-hop? What if she grew up in hip-hop? What if, she, what if that's all she's ever known? What if... She is from a community of majority African Americans. What if she, that's all she knows and that's what she grew up around? And to Conrad's point earlier, what if she got the past from someone? It's still hey, wrong. None of that matters. It's still none wrong. Of it. That's my thing. So if, if all those, if you have to have all those qualifiers to use this word, then when does the word become the problem? Well, what is the all those qualifiers, Brian? There's only one. You have to be black. That's literally all it is. All right, but what, okay, so. Stacy Dash, or what's some other unpopular black people? Paris Denard, um, um, Candace Owens, Kanye's new girl. Um, these different black people who do not represent our views, who we have quote unquote uh, <laughs> sold in the in the draft or the racial draft. Like, what now? What do we do with them if they start using the word? Don't you don't feel uncomfortable if you hear Stacy Dash coming on TV talking about nigga? No. Nah. I do. <laughs> but you feel like <laughs> regardless. Exactly. You, you I do, have, but I'm just saying like, like she doesn't general. represent you. So just the fact that she has your skin color that allows yes. her to use this word, even if she's using it 
with malicious intent? She can still use it, and the fact that she's using it maliciously is still wrong, but I'm not going to be mad at her for using it. I'm going to be mad at the way she's using it. But if you're a white person, I'm going to be mad at you for using it regardless of how you're using it. I just feel like anything that's going to hurt me if somebody else says it, I would rather just no one say it. And I always think about that. And you mentioned earlier, Tori, like within the gay community, that they sometimes say the F word. I know women sometimes say the B word. I know, uh, and it's like, oh, you always have to like, oh, they have this or they can do that. I'm like, no, I just won't say that word no more. I just won't do it. And I don't understand why that is, I'm not saying it's so hard not to do it, but I don't understand why it has to be, this has been a conversation for literally probably 20 years. I remember when in Detroit they had the whole funeral ceremony for how they were going to bury the N-word and then we were going to rebirth it as our own. And it's like, no, no, because we are still, this is a hurtful, this is a hurtful term. This is something that people say to hurt you. And even though the people that look like you say it, it doesn't mean that I should now feel comfortable hearing it. I, I just can never understand how one can feels so com- and look let me let me say this let me say this because i have so many wonderful friends who use this this word okay and i've said this on the podcast before all i've asked my friends is hey i don't mind if you use it just don't try your best i'll say it like this try your best not to use it around me okay and i'll try my best not to say something that's hurtful around you okay so and I- look they slip and it, it comes out but to me, that's like a great, it's like a middle ground. Like, okay, I'm never going to reach over to your side. You're never going to come over to mine. But at least we can respect each other that, hey, we're, I, I won't do it around you if you won't do this around me. Okay, so I've, I want to address that. because And this is something I, I, I wanted to address since you first talked about it a few months ago. So let's say, let's say you, Conrad, and, and Ron are in the same room. Ron and Conrad are talking to each other. You're again. You're in the same room, and mm-hmm. and Conrad said calls you know Ron the N word. That's a problem if he's calling someone else, or is it a problem if it's directed towards you? I think it happened two weeks ago. So I had all my friends here in my apartment. I I I don't want to say it definitely happened, but I think it happened two weeks ago, and everyone was having a good time. Everyone's having conversation. And I mean, hey, the N word may come and go or fly, or I'm sure there's some other hurtful words that were flying. I don't, I don't make it a point to like announce the fact. You're not, <laughs> that, hey, you're not policing. How dare you? How dare you say this around in my presence? I don't do that. But if I'm around Ron, like maybe a day or two later, I say, hey, and Ron, you can attest to this. I've done this before in the past. Hey, do you like? Hey, that was kind of uncomfortable. If you don't mind, like, don't do that again. And then he may say, like, why, why? And we can talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's like a respect thing. Like, do you do you respect me or not? Not to do that. Just the same way, if I were around anyone else from any other background, or if they had any anything that I say that may be offensive to them. This happened at my job the other day. I, to be funny, not not to be funny, but to be honest. Um, the word retarded and how offensive that word is. We were in a work meeting, 
of all places. And someone used that 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 term like, oh, this is just so retarded. And another coworker of mine said, <coughs> hey, could you not use that word? That's very offensive. And she didn't say it like, you know, with all that passion. I just said it. But she was just saying like, hey, by the way, that's not a good word to use. You can use other terms. And when I tell you, like, the people, we had, like, a 10-minute exchange on why, or are we being too sensitive, why can't I use it, other people say it, and it's like, when did we become, like, why can't we just figure out the fact that some things are not okay, some words are not acceptable, and that you have to kind of grow and not use those words? So, I, I really struggle to to understand how those two terms correlate because we because because that term retarded is to, from what from my view is universally controversial and it's it is universally derogatory i may i don't know if, if, if the words used for for folks who have special needs i don't think there is i've never seen it before so i don't know but with the n-word like i i hate it when a woman refers to me as a bitch but you know if she, and and I'll tell her that. But if she calls someone else, one of my other friends, that I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anything about it. Why? That to to what to me it's it's almost like why am I policing what you say to somebody else if they're okay with it? So it's almost like to to me, Brian, it's it's almost like you're policing you're policing the people around you on what they what they're saying to each other, especially if the other person is not offended. But because they weren't talking to you, you're offended. So that that's what that's where I'm a little confused on. And that's not what I and mean. That's what, like that's well, not that's what, what I'm trying to put across. I get what you're saying though. So, yeah. So just to get this I heard clear, it. I heard sorry. it. Oh, okay. well, I'm sorry. I heard a great my my grand my my uh my honorary grandmother Maya Angelou said it in an Oprah interview. She said, "You don't allow." people to disrespect your space and in her case she was talking about her home so she was saying a story around how people were in her home she was on the other side of the room and they were just having a good time on the other side they were joking laughing but someone said something that was offensive she didn't say what the word was she just said they said something that was offensive they weren't talking to her but she said how how dare you like disrespect me and she took it personal. She's like, how dare you disrespect me? And the person was like, no, no, I wasn't even talking to you. I wasn't even doing any of that. And she was like, but you're in my presence. And you're here because we are either friendly or family. And I'm paraphrasing. And you guys can all watch the interview if you haven't. Like, you should because it's Oprah and Maya. But um, <laughs> she said, if you are in my presence and you call yourself my friend or you call myself my my brother or sister you should respect me and using disrespectful language even if it's not towards me it's not respecting me and that's kind of how i feel like even if you're having a good time with someone else while i'm not gonna ruin that good time i do want you to know that i found that disrespectful and i i, I that's why i want to say like i don't do it right then and there i i'm not I'm not as confident as Maya right now, and I hope to get there one day. But I may even wait two or three days. I may wait till the next time we're together. But I just want you to know, like, where I'm coming from and why I feel that way. And, hey, 
Tori, to be honest with you, I've said this around people, and you know what they did? They said, well, don't come around. Or they said, okay, and they did it the very next time I was with them, and they did it twice as hard. And that's up to me to kind of figure out, well, then, well, hell, what, what, what do you do with this information? And how do you figure out who you are around? That's, that's, that's my only thing with it. Like, I just want to make sure everyone's being respectful to each other. Okay. I mean, we can, we can talk about this all day, but I think we'll just have to agree to disagree. Uh, but I see where so, you're coming from. But I want to say, I think the biggest difference that I'm hearing between you guys is that, Tori, when you say you hear a one woman call another woman to be where it doesn't offend you, and it has basically because it has nothing to do with you. But in Brian's case, even if it's not directed at him, just the fact that he's hearing it, it offends him. No, so, I, I hear what he's saying. But so, so I think that would be the difference why he would, he would treat it differently than what, in case you're treating yours. No, no, I, I get it. Be, like, I understand, I understand the difference. I just... I just, just disagree. I disagree. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah. That's, yeah so, that's all. My only question. So, sorry, notice from me, though, re- re- just really quick. But, notice from me, now that I hear you say that that offends you, never will be allowed in my presence if you're there. If what? I hear anyone say the B word, I don't care if it's towards you or towards someone else. Not allowed. That's not what no one actually. That's not what she's saying. She's saying that it doesn't matter though. But it does matter for her because she's saying that she doesn't like it towards her. So that what makes her uncomfortable. It doesn't make what makes her uncomfortable is towards her. But if you if she was in the same room and the same woman who said who would have said bitch to her said bitch to another woman, it has nothing to do with Tori. Tori's gonna be fine. Like she doesn't. That's not bugging her. It doesn't make her feel uncomfortable. That's yeah, what she's yeah saying. as long as it's not coming and, at me. And that's why Ron was saying for you, be shocked that using the N-word in the room, no matter it's to you, if it's uh, saying something to someone else in the, in the other side of the room, it shouldn't happen because it makes you uncomfortable either way because it's in the atmosphere, in your atmosphere. Right? True. So then, Tori, let me ask you this. That. What if and you heard a man calling the woman of yours? Does that make you uncomfortable regardless, even if it wasn't you? Ooh. Say that again? Yeah, I would. So I ask if it was if a man that's calling a woman to be where that makes you uncomfortable, even if it's not towards you. So I think in that case, and that's the equivalent to Brian, is that even the same way that a man saying it to a woman is offensive to you, even if it wasn't you, for Brian, it's the same thing. Fair. So my, I guess my, that was trying to lead to that question, but in a reverse, as in, if you're in the same room with um, a woman who, okay, if you're same with a white woman and oh, anyone who's white and she's with a group of her black friends that are comfortable with her using the N-word, and she uses the N-word towards them, would you police her or say something to her about it or let it be? Um, I would only let it be if I, if I knew that, you know, her friends, like, basically let her say it. So that's my, I guess my issue, because you were saying, like, why can't, like, you think your first question was, like, why can't black people have their own word that's just theirs? And white people like respect it, right? Not have to use mm-hmm. it. And I think it's hard because there's so many lenient spots. Like there's so many black people that allow white friends to use that word, right? True. And so mm-hmm. those white friends, when they're not around her black, their black friends and they use it, they're like, "Oh, I use it with so and so, so it's Gucci, it's cool." So it gives that that assumption that oh. Well, cause he's like that's why it makes jokes like, oh, he called me the N word. We're cool. We're best friends, you know. So it's hard to say like, why can't we have this word for our own when there's some black people that allow it 
to be used. By well, to me, I say shame on those black people. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they don't, they're the ones breaking the code. They're well, making it hard. I, well, that's why it's hard because I don't. It's such a. That's why I say there's still a great line. There's still a majority of people that will use it with their white brothers and friends instead of using another word because that's the word they use that to them is like I've used this word with my brothers, my black brothers to show that yeah. I love them and care for them. And I love and care about my, my white brother or white sister. So I'm going to use that word there because that's the word I know to use. Yeah. I think people be smart enough to know that two different words go for those two different situations. Huh? I think people should be smart enough to know that two different words go for those two different situations. Like, everyone doesn't get the same type of love depending on different qualifiers. And if they're black, they can be called a nigga for love. And if they're white, they can't. That's just what it is. I wish it was that easy, though. I wish it was. I don't see why it's not. I wish it was that easy because it's 2018 and we're still having the same discussion. Same conversation. You know what's funny, though? Like, Tori, the first time you was on the podcast, we had the same conversation. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You did. I remember now. the same way. That's right. I'm looking forward to your third one. (laughs) 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 Because I think that's... Conrad, to your point, this is it. Like, we're going to keep having this conversation, and who knows what it should or would or ever could evolve to, because I feel like there's always going to be, I don't don't know if it's fair to say always, but I do feel like there's always going to be, like, a divide where people think differently around this and other hurtful words. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how they choose to handle it. In the case of Kendrick, um, oh yeah, him. just be just. Be, I feel <laughs> yeah. like in the case of Kendrick, I think he should be. I think he should be mindful of his fans and who he brings up in the situation. And oh, actually, I'm mindful of the song. Because at the end of the day, he still chose that song. Put this girl up on stage. She should have known that she could have bleeped that out every single time. Like there's, she could have done it. But at the same time. You, 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 you know, Kendrick. You know, it's not like he's like, "Well, I'm gonna bring up this chicken." Hopefully, she doesn't say it. I'm gonna say nine times out of ten, she's gonna say it because she's been saying ten out of ten in the in the um, crowd. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey, all right, then let's go ahead and get into the main <laughs> events tonight. We got one last thing we need to get into, and it's gonna be another long one. So let's go ahead and see Ooh. how how long this ends up going. Let me go ahead and stretch. <laughs> Everybody ah. get their notes out. <laughs> Alright y'all, so we're bringing it to y'all just a, a little bit early this week We're going to do our <laughs> album of the month review mm. So as all of you know, for this month The album was Beyonce's Lemonade And Ooh, I'm just going to leave it oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there So I'm say the album was Beyonce's Lemonade And I'm passing right on over to Tori to give, give us an introduction so it's You like... know what, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> She's putting in your address right now <laughs> <laughs> if I show up at your door by the time this ends, don't be surprised. <laughs> okay, so um, I might have mentioned this on on when I was on the first time, but all my friends know, my family knows, I am a Beyonce super fan. I'm pretty much a stan, so I'm, okay. I've come to terms with that since last year. So. Um, I've always loved Beyonce ever since the Destiny's Trial days until now, and I've yeah, she's someone who I've just always 
you know, looked up to as a person who kind of gives me my, you know, own confidence and makes me realize, you know, I'm a badass beat, basically. Wait, Tori. Yes. So what, like, how far are you from being a super fan to a stan? Like, is there a, do you have more room to grow or are you already there? <laughs> well, you go I super am pretty much, I'm already there. Okay, yes. so you are a stan. There's literally only two things of hers that I cannot defend. Ooh. One being the bangs that she tried three years ago. Oh. And then two. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. The bangs. Awesome. Okay, that's awesome. the Listen, guys, just look up Beyonce bangs and you'll see how awful they look. And two, homegirl can't act. So there's that. Mm. But, you know, we can't all be great at every single thing. So. Or can we? Mm. <laughs> all right. Huh? So. All right, go ahead. Okay, ooh. Brian. Ooh. I just saw the bangs. Yeah, that was not her. But well, just keep moving. <laughs> all right, I'm over this already. Okay, so backstory on the Lemonade album. So it all happened when she launched the formation video. I know exact. I knew exactly where I was. My friend, college friend uh, Danae, was in town. We were watching the MSU basketball game, and we were finishing up our food and. I saw that the video dropped. We paid our bill and immediately left. <laughs> Check. Check. We have to go now. <laughs> that probably was mid meal. <laughs> we just dropped off the food. Was everything okay? Luckily, we finished it. Luckily, we finished it, but we said, Check, please. Let's go. So I like, like, booked it back to the hotel. And we watched it. And I still had the title. I think I had the title free trial. So I was still able to watch it. We probably watched it like three, four times that night. And then tried to like learn the dance and whatnot. So that came out in like February 2016. And it kind of find out she performed it at the Super Bowl. And, you know, made all the rage about the, the, um, the Malcolm X innuendo, civil rights innuendos, everything that she it was. It was a very pro-black performance. And the formation video was probably one of the most, uh, I guess the most overt moment where she I- expressed her pro-blackness. I've never doubted for a second that she always, she exuded the black experience. She loved her blackness. She was just never loud about it. She was more loud about her feminism and, you know, women's rights and whatnot. So in that, and so throughout the months from there, we found out that Lemonade was coming, even after she announced the tour. And I can't exactly remember some of the videos that she dropped, but we just saw like quick, like 10 second visuals. So no one knew what was happening. And it, it honestly, since self-titled, I've just stopped expecting things from her and I've just stopped, you know, asking, you know, what, what's going to come next? Because I know that it's. She's always going to raise the bar. Didn't think she would raise the bar since so title, but she did. So Lemonade comes out, and it's when my cousin, my cousins and I are um, on a trip to Miami. So we're, it's before, like, we're about to go out and everything, and we're like, listen, give me the HBO credentials. I need to watch this <laughs> at 8 p.m. sharp, okay? I'm not missing one second. And do you know I was late watching it, and I was delayed? I was, like, three minutes delayed by everybody, but that's neither here nor there. So I was hot for a second, but I got over it. <laughs> I didn't know it was to this well. level. I really do not know. 
The fact that you just told a story. You made this more. I'm sorry. Stand. I'm sorry. Stand. Man. I, I kind of forgot what I was supposed to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the introduction to the album. So oh. I'm still, still, I still want to know. How, so where did it go from there? Okay. So from there, um, we're watching the film. And we're imme- I'm immediately thinking, oh, shit. Jay-Z cheated on her. <laughs> like, what the hell? And then I see, like, all these beautiful black women. I'm like, oh, my God. This is for black womanhood. This is about blackness. So a million things run through my mind. I can't think of, like, one concrete, like, message that she was trying to get across. But when it comes to the theme of it, and I kind of talk about that. So um, the, the poet, the poet, the, the poems that she was reciting was by a poet named Orson Shire. Now, I, I do not read uh, much poetry myself. Um... But, you know, but I thought it was Beyonce awesome that she used... It, you well, you, you know. <laughs> but I thought it was awesome that she used a black female poet to help to contribute to this piece of work. So, really what I got from it is that it pretty much showed the stages of the relationship. Starting from infidelity and lies to extreme anger to just kind of giving up and trying to start your life over to wanting to move forward and reconciling and then lastly to love so the 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 cycles of a dysfunctional relationship and that's what I got from it because it really spoke to you know every woman's self-knowledge and self-healing how we do take care of our self-care because that's what you kind of saw with the women getting their their fresh foods together gathering around to see at the table um and and basically kind of retreating and 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 basically creating fellowship amongst other women and that's what we do on these girls trips girls trips nine times out of ten there's always going to be an emotional moment that you have with each other like a, a real emotional moment that's what it means to have a group of girls that you are close friends with so and and i and i fully believe that without the film the album still serves justice of what the what she was speaking to. Now, now the album misses the black womanhood. You see those visions of black womanhood in the film, but to me, whenever I listen to Lemonade, I listen from start to finish, still every time to this day. And I know I, I'm still able to understand, you know, the the entire theme from start to finish. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so it's safe to say that it's five out of five flame emojis for you, Tori? Okay, don't be surprised, but I would actually say 4.85. Okay. Okay, wow. Well, you got real. Introduce it. I know. Oh, I'm so ready for this. So Let me go next so I can save B-Shock. Yeah, we're going to say B for last. So what would you think, Conrad? Um, so this is actually my first time ever listening to the album. Um, and I appreciate Ron Don for making that happen. Um, so I'll start off with my rating. I actually gave it a four out of Wait, Conrad, okay. can, can I ask you why or how? How was this your first time? I just don't. I'm not going to say I don't care for Beyonce, but I'm not, like, looking for Beyonce music. So whatever is, like, playing, like, on the radio or if I'm Tory, that's always going to be listening to Beyonce. So I'm not, like, I want to say I'm, like, the biggest Beyonce fan. I appreciate some of her music, but I'm not looking for it. 
Um, just like I'm not <laughs> looking for Janet, so if that's what you're trying to do. I'm, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. At all. I'm saying, <laughs> okay, like, it's I'm amazing. Just... No, it's amazing that Beyonce has created this this kind of culture of everyone knows what's happening. Everyone is in the know. So I'm I'm I've never met someone who hasn't like who don't who doesn't remember their first lemonade or the last album experience. Well so, like it also I'm makes curious. it hard when I don't want to pay for title now. So like Oh gotcha. So it's not it's really? not well like I I mean all her albums that are still on Spotify, if they're in my playlist rotations, they're there. I'm not gonna knock her for her music. But for me it's just lemonade was not once I found out I couldn't access it, that was it. I wasn't going to be looking for it. Um, and so for me, I gave it a, actually gave it a four out of five. And the reason I, I gave it a four, because what uh, Torchwood just said is exactly how I felt when I was listening to it. Not necessarily, yes, I've had like the hints of what going into it. I knew what was the theme and everything. But from the very beginning to the very end, it was definitely, you can see the stages of, of like, I can't believe you did this, kind of moments, and then that I think the one song on there um, was it "Don't Hurt Yourself." To me, I felt like that was her like voicing her anger, even the way the soundtrack was, the way they made her voice, um, and for me, Austin, the reason I gave it a four out of five is one the soundtrack just alone grasped me throughout the whole album. I thought the soundtrack did a really good job setting the, the mood, the theme of the music, and then with addition to the lyrics. So I want to save my favorite and the least, but to me, I could see the storyline through the album. And I didn't even watch the film, but I can still see the oh, wow. I could still see the storyline of, you know, like I said, like Tori said, I said like the anger, um, kind of like not accepting it but saying like okay now what do i need to do to like get over this and how are we going to move forward uh, in this relationship and then at the end like still saying like just to show you that women black women um they're still going to be down for the men but we're still going to respect ourselves with like formation so that's how i how i read it this is going to be fun because you've never seen the film i feel like that that as a whole different dimension to it. Yeah, that is good because I've seen, I think all of the rest of us have definitely. So I'm going to go next and say for me, this was also my first time listening to Beyonce and answer your question, Brian, of why this this is my first time. Is that... (laughs) I don't basically, even I'm, I mean, I'm giving how, him a look. I'm giving him a look you, right Rob? now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, the long answer short is that I didn't feel like she made music for me. Like I feel like her singles were always enjoyable and that was good music, especially if it was like a party song. But when it came down to the, what I expected to hear on her album, I expected to hear songs for women. So I never saw it out and thought it was something I needed to listen to. <laughs> so, now that's not to say I didn't think it was quality. I just didn't think that it was for me. Hey, Ron, good question. So when like Tori is blasting Beyonce, do you have your headphones and listen to something else? You will be surprised that I actually have to play it more than she does. Ooh. Okay, first of all, that wasn't the question. That was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald, that was not the question. (laughs) (laughs) Answer the question. Nah, on the real though. (laughs) I'm so sick. (laughs) 
it's not that often she blasted it. When she does, I I go ahead and enjoy it as well. It's nothing that's like a big deal. Like, I think that this album is the most enjoyable piece of work that I've heard from her, and it definitely has made me more curious. Like listen, made, made me more curious when I go back and listen to some of her older stuff. Like like when I saw it, the movie, and when it first came out, all that. I kind of just took it at face value and it didn't really pique my interest that much. But like listening to the album separately on its own made me just more sonically aware. Like I'm picking up on things that I didn't notice because I didn't have the visuals to distract me. And it made me hear a little bit more of the intricacies within the beats and the run she was doing. And just the, those things that you don't pick up on when you listen to it once or when you see it. And it made me more curious to think about, made me more curious to see how she's been doing that in some of her previous work. So overall, my thoughts on this album is I'm going to give it a four out of five. And that's just out of my pure and enjoyment of the songs that were on it even though being a j-stan made it hard to appreciate <laughs> the lyrics and the overall message throughout the album he didn't want to admit it at first <laughs> i still can say that objectively speaking i enjoyed 90 percent of the song of this album so i'm gonna give it a, a nice four out of five all right b what about you uh-uh. i know that math don't pull you at it but you know what i'm saying hey I want to start here, actually. So I want to start with the fact that people feel like I'm not a Beyonce fan. <laughs> and I whoever says that, whoever believes that, is so far from reality. Because I own oh, every single Beyonce so. album. <laughs> I own every single Beyonce. I bought, I should say, every Beyonce album. I bought every Destiny's Child album. I bought a ticket to Beyonce's tour. I bought a ticket to Destiny's Child tour. I have spent hundreds of dollars on the Nose Carter family. Yeah, you bought right? you thousands the when you nice. add in Jay-Z. No, I'm not. Actually, I think <laughs> my issue is is that I hate Stan culture. Okay? And we can talk about that today or we can talk about it another time. You hate but what? But I Sammy? really do... <laughs> Stan you are the biggest culture. hypocrite, dog. I can't even let this slide. You hate staying culture, dog. You, thank you. of no, all people. I, thank you. No, but here's here's. Let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why. Okay, because every person would think that I'm a I'm a stand from Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Serena Williams. I am a I am the biggest fan you will ever meet. However, I like to call them out when they are not doing the right thing or when it's not good. If you remember. We've talked about Michael Jackson's albums. We've talked about Thriller. I said it's not my favorite. I didn't think it was his best album. The vast majority thinks it is. We've talked about Janet. If if you were if you actually watched the performance this weekend or talked to me this weekend or if you've been my friend long enough, we've talked about different uh, performances. I would tell you it's not my favorite because I feel like they could have done different. I feel like as a fan. And I appreciate fans of people. I appreciate when you can say, like, hey, I am the biggest fan of yours, but I wish you would have done this differently. Or I think you could have done this differently. And that kind of frustrates me when it comes to Beyonce. Because to Beyonce fans or stands, I want to make the the, uh, clarification, like, they feel like Beyonce can do no wrong. All right? Oh, this, oh my gosh, she performed at Coachella. It's the greatest performance of all time. Oh my God, Beyonce released a song. It's the greatest song of all time. Oh my God, Beyonce released an album. Oh my God, it's the greatest album of all time. How dare she not win album of the year? Careful. 
Well, get this. What? I'm always curious to hear like what part didn't you enjoy? And if you if you say none, then are you really listening to the music? Are you really listening to like the lyrics? Are you looking at who produced it, who wrote it? And are you looking at Beyonce to say, hey, this is what I expect of you, and this is where I think you should be at, but this is where you are, and I think you need to do this. That's what Beyonce, thankfully, and this is why I am am a Beyonce fan, this is why I am a Beyonce fan, she has people around her who continue to push her and say, hey, you can do better, all right? Because all I hear from Beyonce stands... And you can look on Twitter. I, I noticed this during Co- Coachella, which I thought was really interesting. Oh my God! I don't know where else she could. I don't know what else she can do. I don't know where else she could go. Oh my God! What else? What? What else could she give to us? Oh my God! She's done everything. Well, what type of fan is that? Like, oh my God! Like you, if she retired tomorrow, you would just be okay with that. Okay, don't discredit the What did you think about the album? But my thing is, is that you can, and I, I just want to finish this point. I don't like stands because I feel like that's unhealthy. Because you can't appreciate the greatness in who you who you love and who you appreciate and you're the person you fan after. But you also can't you can't give them constructive feedback. And I can't wait to like have this conversation with Tori. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to wait to think about this album. I just so wanted to wait to think my, about the album. My rating <laughs> I'm for this say, album. Generally speaking, you're applying your own logic and your own way of determining my rating how you should be fans to other people. You should allow my rating for this album. <laughs> my rating for this album. Wait, wait, did you hear what Rod said? No, nope, I did. <laughs> My rating for this you're album. You're basically saying you're not a fan is, of you're not the type of fan I want you to be, so you're a fan. <laughs> no, that's not that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. And that's many people have like. said this. So I'm not I'm not saying anything that's just my opinion. I've seen this many times when it comes to Beyonce. So I've I've heard this and I've seen it many times when it comes to really any artist, to be honest with you. Um I, I hate stand culture across the board. So so, Nicki Minaj to Beyonce to Michael to Janet to whoever you want to name, I say the same thing. But I will say for this album, my rating is a four out of five. I think that this album is what uh, the self-titled album before it wanted to be but couldn't be. Uh, I do have a conspiracy theory with this album, which I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on. It's but, probably the same as Ron. I have an idea what it could be. But... Overall, I feel like this is where Beyonce wants to be, but later on, I'll tell you where Beyonce should hope to be in the future. To you. (laughs) That's my thought. That's my initial thoughts. So, wait, never mind. Go ahead. Let's move on. Alright, so let's go in here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Just to be clear, I bought the album, alright? So I was able to listen to Lemonade on my <laughs> device in my <laughs> possession. I bought this album. So for anybody who says like, "Oh, he ain't no real fan," hey, look, my money speaks for it. All right, <laughs> Blue got all my money. All right, we good over here. Hey, I listen to my device on my phone too. So no, oh, yeah, I bet you. <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's start talking a little bit more about the actual songs themselves within the album. 
So as we know, the intro song of the album is really serves as the way to set the standard for what you expect for the rest of the album. Yeah. So with this one, no one really knew what to expect from Beyonce. The only thing we had, as Tori mentioned before it came out, was formation in the video associated with that. So in those snippets. So at the end of the day, no one really knew what they expected when this album came out. So when that intro came on, it really was everyone's like first insight to what this album was going to give us. So when you guys first heard or when you hear it now, what, what kind of mood does it put you in? What do you think of when you're hearing that intro? Um, so when I first, well, what, I guess I should, I could use the film first. So watching the film, um, when it started, it, it just, it was very weird because it wasn't something that I expect from Beyonce. She normally isn't that dark. She literally just looked broken. And she just looked emotionally exhausted. So it kind of se- looks like in the curtain with her being on stage and the curtain being behind her, it was almost like she was opening her heart to her audience. Because she, she's a very private person. She hasn't done an interview in probably since self-titled, a little bit longer than that probably, so three, four years. Um, so really I think it was like setting the stage to get ready for her to, to be honest with us for, for once. <laughs> yeah, that's um I like when Tori's speaking, I don't really have much to say after that because it's <laughs> oh, oh, I, but it definitely sets you up for the for the whole album. Um, I, I don't know if I I guess for me just listening to it, it was like a sombering song. Like it just made you not necessarily like sad, but you're at a point where you're like, man, something is, something doesn't seem right. For a first, like for me, I was like, this song is not, I wouldn't depict this song as a Beyonce song. Even if I don't, I wouldn't be like the, quote all the Beyonce songs. But it just didn't seem, like Tori saying it was dark, but it, to me it was just like very somber. And, like I was getting ready to, like the intro of like a, a sad movie <laughs> is what I got. Yeah, to me, I would say I compare it to the combo for the storm because it's like it started off slow and very you know just like abstract sounds you're hearing and it kind of comes together with her soft melody and her vocals coming in. But at the same time, you can just kind of know that this is warming up for something bigger. Like yeah. the tone she's setting here is very deliberate, and while there's definitely darkness in as well, I can tell that that's not going to be all we're getting here. Like I, I even the first time hearing the album and, and seeing it. I could tell that there was going to be a range of emotion, and they were going to be on those. It was going to be on a darker side of things. It wasn't going to be hey, happy party music. It was going to be real life type of stuff. And you got, I got that vibe right off the bat from hearing that first song. It was definitely a foreshadow. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I feel, and this may be uh, a little controversial, but I feel like this is the best intro track to a Beyonce album that I've ever heard. And that includes Dangerously in Love, which is the intro track is Crazy in Love. Like, I feel like the lyrics on this song, and I mean, hey, there's three writers on the song, and we we can all debate who wrote what, but they are so personal. Like, the lyric that always catches me every time I hear this song, and and I'll be honest with you, this is probably my... This might be my favorite song in the album. Is you can taste the dishonesty all over your face. Like, no, if you just listen, like, if you think of that, like, you're such a liar. 
that every time you kiss me, I can taste that you're lying to me? That is a real powerful statement, and it's a beautiful lyric. And I'm a big fan of lyrics, and I I love the way that she kind of introduces this project as this is what you have to kind of get through. And if you're not willing, if you want Bootylicious and you want all this other stuff that I, I will give you, obviously, but you gotta you gotta sit through the, the stuff with me real quick. And, and she did the same thing, I mean, to be fair. And I know we're not going to different albums, but even the album before, she starts off in a different type of way than what you expect from Beyonce. And I feel like this was what, this is her best attempt at creating a cohesive body of work. So, I love this song. Ooh. Alright, so, Brian, you already kind of touched on it a little bit, but so, picking your top song from the album, if you could just pick one, what would it be for you guys? Sorry. Mm. (laughs) Okay, why is that? Uh, Real quick, (laughs) you knew that one. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I just love the line, suck up my balls, (laughs) Oh, wow. Fox, Fox. All right. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's catchy. I mean, every time, every time we play it at home, I have to be like very loud about it in Ron's face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why Ron has his headphones on. That's why. Ron has his headphones on. I don't know. I just, I just feel empowered. I feel empowered. Um. <laughs> um. But. But really, what I like, what I what I love about the song is that. So before that is uh, "Don't Hurt Yourself," and that's when she's super angry. She's she's basically like, you know, I'm a married woman. I'm the best woman that you could ever get. Why would you cheat on me? Um, and you know, throws her wedding ring at the camera. So that tells you that that she's fed up and then was sorry. It, it almost made me, it almost made it seemed like when she said, "Now you want to call me crying? Now you want to?" Um, now you want to say I'm sorry. It's almost like, well, you know what? You decided to hurt me like this. Now I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I'm going to I'm going to move out with our child and show you this is not going to be okay anymore. So that's that was that was a song where I said, okay, Beyonce, or she was fed up. Whether she was talking about herself or whomever, she was fed up, and and that's probably why I like it because that's when she put her foot down and took a stand. Well. For me, my favorite song was Formation because it ain't had to do with Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> it didn't have to do with Jay Z. <laughs> no, but no, for real, my actual real favorite song on the album ended up being Six Six Inch Heels, which I know it seems like a very random pick, but for some reason, sonically, that song just sounds amazing to me. It's like the the way the beat comes in, the way both the weekend and her vocals are, I just love the way it sounds. I Barely can even tell you what it's about. It's just like a, a good vibe for me. I just, I just really love the way it sounds. Like I put it That's into a few of my playlists. Like, is it about a woman in the night? Ah, I, I <laughs> a hooker. No, well, or I is think it just so. about a powerful woman who makes. A, it's a really about a powerful woman, pretty much like being about her money and knowing like what she's worth. That's what I got from it, at least. It, that that was one that was probably my least favorite on the album. Mm. What a coincidence! Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about that dark sound that was on that one because it has very like Travis Scott, yeah. Kanye Yeezus type vibes to me that I really was like took a big interest in lately. So I think this 
maybe that's why this one sticks out to me because it kind of really sounds close to that vibe for me. Yeah. I feel like I'll say my favorite song. I well, I say my favorite song is "Pray That You Catch Me," but I feel like the the crescendo of the album, which will go into what I talk about later, is "Sorry." Like "Sorry" is the high point. "Sorry" into Sits and Chills is like the high point of the album then everything kind of goes down after that but it's such a good start to the album that it's hard to kind of come back from that so that's my answer what do you know we agree on something (laughs) Uh, mine was actually uh, All Night was my favorite song on the whole album I like it really um it's a good one. I, I think it was one because it had that like groovy mid tempo love ballad type soundtrack to it, so it got me hooked from that. And I just kind of like the whole like it's almost like that was her like forgiving song. If I were to give it a name, like she was kind of like you know what, um, here are all my like mental scars you've given me. It's deep pain, it's disappointment. I'm in you, but like, I have this deep love for you, and I know I'm gonna, I can like take all this pain you've given me. But my love is so strong for you that I can also work through it to like make this marriage work, which she did. Um, so it was like kind of like a a great way to like a big, I guess for me in this, if I were to like depict a movie or something in this song, I feel like her. Like finally exhaling all this darkness and like pain, and that's like the perfect way to me for me to like go into formation, which is all about power and like starting over and being strong. So that's why I like that song. All right. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, if there's any song on there that you could just do without get rid of, what song would it be? Uh, I kind of said it earlier, right? But it's six and chills. Oh, I think I'm with that too. Six inch or like wow, sandcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, sandcastle? Yeah, I would say sandcastle. What? What? I would say actually, <laughs> and this may be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> what? Like no, 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 no. Love, love y'all can't say. But sandcastle and I would. <laughs> this but may sandcastle not be popular, brings but brings it back freedom. together. I would say Sandcastle Power. and Sorry. Freedom. <laughs> Sorry. Sandcastle and Freedom, in my opinion, are like the they're they're good songs, but it's like okay, I can skip this. I know what this is about. Like I don't want to hear this. So, for me, everything I'm outside forward. of that is good. Yeah. Wait, forward. Or, yeah. To me, I can just do it all. Like, if you put it at the end of Sandcastles and make it one song and make that kind of like like the bridge to outro, I think I could do it. But having it as a standalone track, it, it has no merit to me. I, I could do completely without it. I love. What's his uh, name? James Bay. I'm dying over here, guys. James Blake. Yeah. James Bay. Yeah, that's what James Blake. 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 I need to find out more about him. That dude is good. He's James Blake is good. I like him. Yeah, he has some good songs. But did you? Okay, so did you, Ron? Did you like the video of Forward? With with the moms, I can't remember it. So so when so when that track started, and <laughs> but Tori, I think that's part of the problem. 
What? That's part of the issue. What? Is that immediately when we say we don't like a song, we go to the video. Because of course we like the video. We, I love the video of Sandcastles with Jay-Z at her feet. But the song, if I'm just listening to the album, like Conrad... Well, that's what I, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. That's how I was gonna ask him if, if like knowing the video that's associated with that song, would that change your mind? I can't answer that because I do not remember. Oh yeah, I'm oh. supposed to. I'm supposed to explain that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was basically. It was a visual of Mike Brown's mom, um, Eric. Uh, oh darn. What was it Eric Garner's Eric mom um, and Trayvon Martin's mom, mm-hmm. all like sitting in like beautiful African garb okay. and and holding up pictures of their sons. So it was really about like how you know, like she's choosing to move forward in the relationship. So it's very ominous, very like very dark. To me, that actually hurts it even worse because I feel like their situations and the way that they're moving forward is completely separate. Like they're dealing with loss, tragic Ooh. loss at that. <laughs> So I don't think they really compare us to the type of moving forward that she's doing. Okay. And see, okay, but here's... No, but Tori, Tori, for real. I, I think this right here is the genius of Beyonce's count versus the issue of Beyonce's count. Like, it is so genius that the last two albums have been released with like a full experience like you get everything that comes with it but at the same time it's like okay but when we don't have that like if i'm in the car i can't look at the movie i can't look at the videos all i get is the music it's like i don't get that full picture that everybody else got right well see that's that's where we disagree because i get the full picture even without the film and also, for like at a certain but point, like once you see the visuals the associated times. with the music, you kind of always have a piece of it with in you. Like kind of what a lot of people have been saying about Gambino's "This Is America." If they had just heard the song, and they might not like it as much, but the fact that it came out with the video made it more powerful. And now, even just hearing the song, you're going to automatically associate it with those visuals. But see, here's and I'm my and I'm issue. confident this that will, I would have gotten. Will... Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I was no, just gonna. Ahead. I was just gonna say I feel confident that I would have understood. What she was go the theme of what she was going for if the film wasn't released, I guess based on the lyrics. I disagree. The only reason I, I feel like the how do you go disagree? No, I, I want to hear Conrad because he say, actually hasn't seen it. Um, I don't want to say I, I don't uh, disagree, but I think you're saying that because you I you watched it. Like I don't because the only reason I say this is because like for every song you have talked about because we were only supposed to talk about the album, but for every song you've talked about you. Find a way to relate it to that the video. Okay, so the instructions so I, I received what... is that we were talking about the film and the album. Oh, okay. So... But maybe I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't get that point, or I missed that point. But I was just saying that it was, I, the reason I guess for me is like I can see because I, I I agree with you. I'm not saying I disagree. I was like you depicting the same the message or the theme, but I think the video gave you even a stronger connection to the song. Because you had a visual, so you think you'd have the same stronger well, theme without the video, and just listen to the song without any visual addition to it. Well, I'm saying I, I feel like I know my intellectual ability to understand like and, and break down lyrics. Yeah, it probably would take me a little bit longer not having a visual at first if it wasn't released, but 
based on the lyrics, like she explicitly says, you know, you don't, they don't love you like I love you. You gonna lose your wife, um, and 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 also talking about like how you want to move forward and you want to be free, and then and Sandcastle's talking about you know what is it about you that I just can't erase, and then you're talking about like how she left a note and took her her kid away, and they left the house and 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 probably separated from the marriage for a little bit. I I really feel like I would have understood that not from watching the film. Okay, so I have a question. Now, now after we've kind of lived through the Lemonade period, and we've heard from some of the writers, we've heard some from some of the producers, we've heard from Jay-Z, I guess at this point, and the fact that you know that Beyonce did not write all of those lyrics, and the fact that like even songs like Love Drought, which is one of my favorites on the album, which I thought was so personal, is not even about their marriage. Like, does that, does it change the way that you listen to the album? Or does it change the way that you kind of interpret the lyrics? And my bigger question, I would say, is like, at one point, do you ever, like, feel like you are in the lyrics at all? Like, do you ever feel like she's talking for you as opposed to just her experience? So I think this is a bigger question like a different kind of question. So you and I interpret music differently and we listen to music differently and respond to music differently. I am someone, I did not, I don't even know who helped her write the album. I don't know who was in her camp. Personally, I don't care about that stuff when I listen to new music or anyone's music. What matters to me is how I feel, up to me, if I like it and how I feel about it. That's that's personally how I've always approached music in general. So I before you said that, I didn't even know about all of that. So I don't, I, I don't have an answer because you you look into music a lot deeper than I do. And more, like, you look at the data, you look at the analytics of it. I don't. I just want to know if how it makes me feel, if the words make sense, if I understand the words, and if it's just a good song in general. My only issue with that, and I, I, I understand that, and I appreciate that, and <laughs> I feel like we'll always have these conversations, which, you know, makes me want to live more life with you, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> but my only issue is, like, going back to my original point, and I'm not saying this is you, but there are many out there who hear these words and hear these lyrics and hear the songs and say... Oh my God, Beyonce is the genius. Oh my God, how she gave us so much. Oh, she told us so much. Oh, all this stuff is going on, and we haven't even mentioned like I, I do want to talk about like my conspiracy theory a lot, and I hear Ron has one too. But so many people take this stuff and live with it and say, Oh, this is the way. Being so many people, so much so that people but- actually have a um, what do you call it? A a li- what do you call it when you build a list against people? Okay, I don't know. Uh, but they have like, <laughs> a website dedicated to people banning Jay-Z from this tour. Because they're like, we can never root for Jay-Z because Beyonce went through this this period with them. And it's like so many people believe that stuff. How can they like how can how can people just like ignore the fact that's 
most of these words are not Beyonce's. Most of this stuff, Jay-Z did not do. But Most of this stuff, Beyonce did not go through. But I don't think that... And I know you're not just talking to me. I know you're speaking generally. But again, yeah. I feel music is open for interpretation in many ways. And people True. listen to music differently. I'm not going to listen to a song the same way as Ron is. The same way the song that, that Conrad is or how you do. Because I know like you you like to really like immerse yourself in it. And it's not just because I'm... like I talk about being a stand because partially it's a joke. <laughs> but... I'm 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 pretty much in a reality where I know if if I can fully decipher her lyrics to the best of my ability and I come up with an interpretation that makes sense to me, then I'm gonna go for it unless she says otherwise. And we're never gonna get that answer from her on whether or not. Because even if someone else did write it, like how do you know if she wasn't kind of giving them inspiration of what to write about? You never know what kind of details she was giving those writers. I don't know how exactly how that how that field works. But that's that I'm just saying this is my personal interpretation of it. I guess my only question to Brian is like, why does that matter? Like your song. Well it definitely like, matters. I'm just saying, okay, but like like why? Like if someone's listening to music and they're stand, they say Beyonce is the greatest and that's what they believe, why is why are they wrong for that? Well I think it matters from a few different standpoints, alright? I think it matters one because there are actual people out there who are boycotting this tour that she's about to go on, which I think she would speak out for, like, who are boycotting the tour because they feel like Jay-Z did her wrong, all right? None of us know what actually happened, all right? That's the honest truth, all right? We all can speculate, we all can pick people out, or we can look at tweets or whatever and say, oh, this is the story, but none of us knows what happened. I think the other part that matters is there. He admitted it in an interview, though. Wait, what? He's admitted it. He's admitted though his infidelity. He has. He has. People confess things they didn't do all the time. Yeah, there is not. I mean, to the point where (laughs) if you look at the lemonade, I'll be honest. Like there, there are points of the lemonade film if you watch it, where you feel like Jay Z has almost drove her crazy and i'm not saying that did not happen i'm definitely not saying that did not yeah and hold and hold up that's what it showed but he never admits that she never says any more information about it but there are people i'm just saying it from the standpoint that it affects his career that this is out there or that people believe that i also believe the fact that there's a conversation around beyonce being the greatest artists I mean I'll just say artists ever and that's an issue because there are many people out there who say hey you had 11 writers on one song you had you had I mean they've done the math all these people contribute to your album you've had your writers come out and say that I wrote this song for one reason she sang it for another reason maybe and well, I think that is an issue. And I'm not saying like it does Conrad, you're right. Like, hey, as a as a as a person listening to the song, you interpret it however you want to. But I think you also have to look at the fact that other people take that information and turn it into whatever they need to turn it into. 
for whatever monetary gain they can turn it into. So that's why I bring it up. That's why I do bring it up. And it does not, and I don't want this to turn into this. I love Beyonce, but I just call out what, I, what I've heard and saw for the purpose of this podcast. But I, what I don't understand is, like, when you say all the writers, like, what, to, to you, you're measuring someone's success and level of greatness by how much, how, how, how much someone is helping them. No. I don't. That, that's that's you said that, she that's had a lot of writers. It just comes her... off that way. You might not mean it to, but it's coming off. That well, that, way. I that's, get it comes right. off that way. I do. I do understand it comes off that way. But if you listen to like a song called like Love Drought on this album, which is one of my favorites, and I honestly thought that that was a song that she wrote for like what she was going through with Jay Z. But there's a video out there of the actual songwriter saying, "Hey, I wrote this song because I thought." Parkwood was lying to me. I wrote many songs. I said nine times out of ten, they were lying to me. Yeah, that was because they said that they had these different deals for me. I said ten times out of nine, you're lying to me. Because she had all these different receipts. It's like, well, damn. When I first listened to the album, I thought this was like a relationship that... And it is a relationship, but I thought this was like a personal relationship that someone was going through. And I can't imagine, like... <laughs> like but the why person can't singing she, that is not the same thing. Why can't she relate that song, even yeah. though it meant something different to that writer? Why so, can't that relate to her own experience? To me, that makes her even greater. The fact that she can do that, like to repurpose someone else's words and apply it to her situation like that, like that that's, speaks to an even greater level of talent. That's really my point. It, it's happened many times before, so many times before. But again, this is why I don't like stand culture because I feel the need to like call it out, like. Don't tell me this is the greatest. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where this but is it's, coming it's from. Almost I'll like tell you this. Okay. It's coming from the Grammys last year. All right? I believe, I do believe Beyonce should have won Album of the Year. I do. Because I felt like Lemonade was a better album than 25 from Adele. But at the same time, when you have all these question marks around what did you contribute Versus what she contributed, which Adele always has her receipts. It's like, man, I want the best album that was contributed by the al- by the artist. That's kind of. I and just feel like it's hard because it doesn't often happen with Beyonce. Wait, what do you mean you want the best album that's contributed by the artist? What does that mean? By the artist, I feel like Adele is more involved in her art than Beyonce. And I'm, so I, I don't think even that, know that if goes that, back to that's what we were right saying about to, how you feel like when a lot of people are have have their hands in that work, it's almost like you kind of lessen that credibility of the work and of the ability of that artist. True. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. Like, it's all about what they bring to the table and how they execute that. To me. But when you don't know what they brought to the table, it's hard to kind of... But I think there's a difference in what you guys are saying brings to the table. Brian, you're saying what do you bring to the table to make the song? It's not like Tori's saying what do you bring to the table when I actually hear the music? Yes. That's what I'm saying. No, Brian, it's not like you're applying your criteria for what went into like and who are people contributed to making that song and that determines how great that artist is. But Tori and a lot of other people don't do that and that's why they are comfortable putting Beyonce at the top because that stuff doesn't matter to them the way it matters to you. And it's not because of stand culture. That that that's probably that how most Beyonce of how we approach other. Sorry. I just feel like that's why Beyonce has 
I feel like that's why she doesn't have an album of the year. But I don't. Like, because I mean, like, people continue to have that question. She doesn't have album of the year because <laughs> for she she like you said she there was no reason why she should have lost that award album of the year twenty five. I listen to myself. I love Adele. I listened to her from when she first started with 19 and then 21, loved both of those. But 25 was not her, to me, was not her best album of the, of the trilogy. And I don't think True. she should have won. Now, it sounds to me like what you're saying, she won the way the Grammys is measuring that. She won because she probably was a little more involved in her work. So it's not going off with execution, which personally, I think that's bullshit. Screw, screw. <laughs> I wish I do wish Beyonce would have won that award. I also wish like I mean to be honest with you though, Lemonade is not my favorite album. All right, I'll say that now. Like I feel like B Day is Beyonce's greatest album that she's ever made. The fact she made it in two weeks should I mean speak volumes. But I also think like Four is her second greatest album. I I go between which one is better um i just hate the fact that people just look at her latest work and not look at her older work and say hey beyonce you can do this but you choose to do this stuff so who are you seeing that saying that well, I see a lot. I don't, I don't know. I'm just joking. I mean, it really just sounds like to me just, you want everybody to see what you see and what you want. But you, and because everybody doesn't have that same mindset, you're like criticizing that. her fan base. I understand it sounds like that, but I also follow a lot of people who also agree with that. And I can name the names, but I don't think that is what you're aiming for. I love Beyonce. I love her talent. Like I said, I buy all of her stuff. But... Tori, would you say this is your favorite album? Yes, I told you that last week, and this is my favorite album of hers. Uh, well, I disagree. I just oh, think how that... How are you going to disagree? How can you disagree with someone's favorite? If you asked me what my, I, what no, my favorite was, I'm telling you. No, I disagree with you that this... No, I think, I okay, there's a difference between your favorite album and her best that's your album. Opinion. Maybe that's what you should be saying. No, I agree that this album. is your favorite album. But I, I, I think she's made better. I really do. But favorite and better are two different things. Can I say that just that... Well, okay, the way we interpret, okay, if no, that's listen, the point, listen. Ron, wait, 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 because if that's the point, favorite and better is different things, hey, her previous albums that I named have sold better, too, to be honest with you, from a, I mean, a technical standpoint. I just want so to get, say that agree. this, like, this whole thing, I don't look at favorite. Hey, I just want to say that this whole conversation stemmed basically in how we felt about the album and what we liked about the album, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not how. I guess for me, I'm just saying that us discussing this album and discussing how we interpret it and how we like it, that necessarily means how well it sold or how. Because I like Ron and Tori keep saying is that everyone interprets the music differently, correct? And we can all agree to that. However, we can't just say you can't tell someone or you can't say that this. This is how you feel about the album, but to be technically, this album before this did better, and I just don't understand why this album's not doing the same thing, and I don't see why you like it so much. When technically, these other four albums sold better. Because you can't really tell someone how they interpret music. Or what, what I'm saying is, like, even if these stands 
are saying Beyonce is the greatest person in the world, that's because that's how they feel. And if they want to share it and they're better at sharing it and, you're, and it's annoying, I guess I can see that. But I feel like you can't tell someone they can't. The stand culture sucks because they're so quick to jump. That's everything. That's what social media does. That's, that's with everything. Then you would say there's a stance for every single moment on Twitter. Because we'll take one thing and run it. doesn't take away from the fact that that's an issue, though. I know it's everything, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I think that that is a big issue that people need to address. I guess my question is, how do you, <clears throat> cha- how, how do you think we'll change it? Everyone has to read the stats? You can read the stats. You can question your favorite artists. You can give feedback you can give an unpopular opinion when all you, that stuff can happen hey brian how, how many times do you question janet or michaels as far literally, as literally i just said this when we started no, off. i'm just saying i know you're I talking about thriller you were talking about i did thriller, not think right? sunday was the best example of an icon of performance i said that the only question the only reason i'm asking that question is because when someone brings something that's unpopular to them about those two artists you disagree right away if you don't agree with them no, 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 no. I mean, Conrad, if you're going to say it, say the whole thing. Like, I've said on this podcast, I don't think Thriller is the best Michael Jackson album, which is the popular <laughs> thought. I've said that many times here. I've said Velvet Rope is not the album you should listen to if you want to get to know Janet. I said that three weeks or whatever when we have recorded the episode. I say what I mean. Like, I, it's my favorite album. I feel like this is my opinion of what I, what I feel but it doesn't make me less of a fan I love Beyonce I think Beyonce would go down as one of the greatest performers of all time I think she'll go down as one of the greatest artists of all time I hope so because I know that's her goal she said that before but I don't have to agree that everything Beyonce does is the greatest thing ever and I feel like that's the issue like Every time one of someone's favorite comes out, they feel like they have to say, oh, it's the greatest of all time, erase everything before them. And I think that's a problem. I I really don't know where you're getting at. I can think that that's assumptions. I can see what your issue is about that. I'm not saying that that you're wrong about saying that once Beyonce makes something, everyone's like, it's the greatest thing ever and we can forget. But at the same time, my thing is like, if it... I guess it means like, why is that such a big matter to you? Like, I guess it's a personal. Oh no 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 no! That's what you're making. That's my thing. Is you're making it seem like, oh my god, it's like, why do you have to say Beyonce is the greatest? Like, and forget all. Like, I just don't. I'm just trying to figure out if it's such a big matter to you, as far as. See, Conrad, this is another technique though that I feel like a lot of people use. Like, well, why do you care so much? Or why do you? Why are you? Why do you care what everybody else says? Look, I'm not living or dying by this, okay? <laughs> I just told you I spent all my money on Beyonce, all right? I'm going to see Beyonce. Uh, Tori will tell you the date soon. But <laughs> I already paid my money. I'm going. I'm going to be there. I'm not there to see Jay-Z. I'm sorry, Ron. But I'm, I'm there to see Beyonce, okay? But guess what? I can say when I expect more out of my – out of people <coughs> I expect more of. I expect greatness out of Beyonce. And you know what? Greatness is many things. And she's done great great things. But I want to see great, any, many more great things out of her. And it doesn't 
it's not that I like lose sleep over this stuff or lose sleep over people. I appreciate talent, all right? I have stayed up many nights watching Michael Jackson deliver many performances over the years. I've stayed up watching Janet in many YouTube performances. Now, that's what you should question. Like, is there more stuff you can do with your time than watch <laughs> these people who have nothing to do with you? Hey, we can have an argument over that, and you'll win every day, all right? But... Look, I watch the greats, all right? And I, I I expect more out of people that we all consider greats. That's all I say. I think that the big thing is that it seems that you're applying what you expect from, from these artists, and you want other people to expect those same things, or at least expect more as well. It's like, why can't they just accept what they're I getting don't. and enjoy that, it and that, love it? But, that, but I, think, I, I, I think that's when... I don't know if it's your word choice, but that's what it's sounding like. Yeah. And that, that's how... To be fair, Tori, Tori, to be fair, anytime I say anything negative towards Beyonce, it is hate. Or, <laughs> I mean that... No, and not even me. Okay, take me out of it. But in the in the universe, or on Twitter, or wherever it may be, anytime anyone says anything negative about someone's favorite person there is like a campaign to shut that person down and it's it's so unfortunate because it's like if you look at our parents favorites i mean literally talk to your parents about what their favorite my mom hated diana ross all right my mom is what's I don't put my mom out there. But, but Brian, Brian, this, what does this have to do with what we were saying, though? This is not no, even I'm like just going saying, back to what am, we were I'm saying. I'm talking about it. Like, if you think about the fact that our parents grew up in an age where all their favorites were great. Like, could you imagine every I think you're romanticizing the past. There were definitely good and bad from the past as well, just as there is right now. Okay, well, you've been saying majority. I mean, dog, say how many people are great now versus <coughs> how many great were then. I mean, that's up to your personal different, opinion. Though. Everyone's great is different. I, I'm just, well, let's just, you, okay, uh, let's do this. You You're applying your own scales into other people. No, okay, okay, I'll, 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 put a, I'll put a fair scale across the board. Sales, all right? The fact that, that people sold. That is not a fair scale at all. Not a fair I'm gonna, scale. That's not fair. The entire world has changed that impacts that. that like, you cannot use that as a use, scale to measure Let me just use my example. That the fact that our, our parents <laughs> love Motown, right? Motown sold across the board. All right? Oh, Ryan, you're my not mom, listening. <laughs> all right, never mind. Whatever. All right. Hey, I love Beyonce. I thought the album was a four. I love her. I hope she does more. I know she will do more. I think Beyonce can do better if she uh, got with like one single producer and actually spoke for herself and sang for herself and wrote for herself. And I think that would make her a great artist. And I wish her the best in the future. That's my opinion. I'm done. Everybody else, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So wrapping it up, when it comes to next steps from here, are you going to keep listening to the album going forward? Mm-hmm. Still do. Yeah. Because what I like, what I like most about it is, and someone said this in a podcast that I listened to, um, that it really, it's not like a genre album, like it's not an R&B album, it's not a pop album, it's, it's just a Beyonce album because it has elements of rock, country, reggae, R&B, all intertwined into, into one, one, um, piece. 
basically. So definitely going to keep listening to it for sure. And I feel like it's hard to just listen to a song without listening, at least for me. I, don't, I think, like you said, if you listen to it, you kind of have to listen to the whole thing. It just makes it better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than, I'm not going to say it's going to be uh, on my mind, but I'll try to listen to it. I can accept that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be the type to put the whole album on rotation, but there are definitely a few tracks that have made it into the playlist, which is pretty much how it always goes for me. I was so thrown off with that's the, a win. Like how you said, like I was surprised to hear like that country vibe on uh, Daddy Daddy Lessons. Is it Daddy Lessons? Yeah, is where I mm-hmm. that Daddy Lessons. That's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on the album. That, that one can go. We we done with that section. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we can go ahead and wrap it up and get out of here then. We talked about a lot tonight. So if anyone has any opinions on anything, like we've been talking about a few different things, and if you want to let us know what you think, if you agree, if you have anything that you feel like we didn't touch on at all, or if you feel like a different opinion you can offer, let us know. We want to hear it. You can get us at our email, whosemanspodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us. We're on Twitter and Instagram at whosemans. You can find us on Facebook, whosemans is this. And make sure that however you're checking us out, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, hit the like, hit the retweet, hit the review button, leave us a little note, let us know what you're thinking. We want to hear it from y'all. All right. Tori, you want to tell me they can get at you? Oh, yes. Um, Actually, wait. What is my Instagram again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, my Instagram is totally torrified. Uh, the last part of that is T-O-R-I-F-I-E-D on Instagram and also on Twitter. All right, y'all, if you want to get at me, you can catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. B, how can I get you? Hey, don't add me at God or Beyonce. Um, <laughs> you can, no, honestly, this week at my brother, my little brother, um, Epic Demic Music. I think is what he pronounces it as. E-P-I-C-D-E-M-I-C-M-U-S-I-C. Oh, oh wow. All right, we'll put it in the pot. I don't know. We'll put it in the pot. <laughs> yeah, we'll I, I was trying to spell it with you. <laughs> it's a lot. I don't know. But I love him. He re- released a new EP. Follow him. Support him. I love him. Bye. Uh-huh. Hey, catch me on Twitter at thatfellow underscore Connie. Uh, Instagram, bigc 22 I really hope you enjoyed this roller coaster of an episode because um, I, <laughs> I really did. Um, and if you're listening, don't think we're like coming at each other. Like we still have mad respect yeah. for each other on this. On this, I podcast. love Ryan. Um, and uh, I and, love being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, I hope that you guys are having a solid week or ending your week on a good note. Um, if you didn't have a good day. Uh, on whatever day you're listening to this, uh, if it's Thursday, if it's Friday, just know that you can start over as many times as you need to. Every every single day that you rise, you're allowed to change, shift, and find a new way to grow. So if yesterday sucked, tomorrow's a fresh-ass day. You can find another way. Whatever you did yesterday that made your day shitty, you can find a new way to avoid that. Uh, find a new way to bring in more positivity in your life. Um, so you guys have a blessed weekend. Um, don't beef with your liver. If you do, just don't talk to him or her. Um, 
Darnold. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say to you anymore nowadays. Um, I see you want to be friends with us on Facebook or on Instagram. <laughs> but <laughs> I was very hesitant to accept you um, on Instagram. I need you to update your pictures. I was going to put your name out there so everyone can look at who the real Darnold is, but I'm going to save you. I'm going to let you live. Go ahead, let him live. So do better. I have something to say to Darnold. Ooh. Get him. I'm still not over what happened two weeks ago. Ooh. Conrad did the right thing. What about you? Oh. Just think on it. Ooh. Oh. You missed All right, the we damn out. pancakes. You missed the damn pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were delicious. <laughs>